Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill. Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above. Oh, I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill. And someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there. Hello, everyone, and God bless you. This is Susan Puzio, and I want to welcome you to our program tonight the prophetic news broadcast and we have a special guest for you tonight Karen Panzler and we're doing part 2 of the assemblies of god gone wild so uh it's going to be an interesting program i'm sure that you will be blessed so uh we'll be bringing our guest on in a few minutes but um, anyway, uh, we've had a interesting week. Uh, I found it a, a little bit amusing the other day when I was doing a, a Google search and um, I put my name into the uh, Google search bar and uh, a picture. There's somebody that has my name, exactly. Uh, actually, there's a few Susan Puzios, but <laughs> there's a lady that came up on the search engine and Susan Puzio arrested for DWI. <laughs> oh, dear. But anyway, that's not me. That's a different Susan. So uh, if anybody happens to see that, and also, I did get a message on my YouTube channel from, uh, I won't mention the name, but uh, I did get a message from the daughter of a well-known evangelist, and uh, she was a little upset about one of my YouTube videos, but anyway... Uh, the information is out there, and uh, I do feel sorry for the children, some of the children of these people, because they're innocent, and uh, they can't help really what their father does. But uh, I thought it was interesting also that uh, people are looking at the videos or reading the websites. So you just never know who's tuning in and uh, getting the information that you have posted on the Internet. But we're just really happy that God gives us this opportunity to be a blessing to people and uh, to have a voice. We also have a website, propheticnews.com, and uh, we have our broadcast on Saturdays on Prophetic News on Blog Talk Radio at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we also are on Monday evenings 
at 9 p.m. on the Prophecy Zone channel. So you can tune in. We have uh, different guests and many different topics that we discuss, things that we think are relevant in the end-time church. So uh, we aim to be a blessing to people. We uh, want to discuss the relevant issues of the day, and we know that God is calling his people out of the uh, Babylonian (laughs) church system, uh, which is really a harlot church. And, um, you know, when we were born again, Jesus Christ set us free. And we want to uh, be free, stay free, and our guest, Karen, she has her uh, website is the Liberty Advocate, and we have liberty in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ gave us liberty. He set us free once we were captive, so when we have our new life in Christ, we want to uh, stay free, amen, and not be brought into bondage. But uh, I'm going to uh, bring my guest on. I have two callers. I'll see who's on. Hello. God bless Hi. you. Hi, it's Susan. James. Yeah. <laughs> it's James Sunquist. Yeah, I'm Our, so delighted to join you. I feel like it's a round table, but this is Karen's uh time. Yes, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put her on. Uh I'm I'm gonna have to put you I'll put you on hold here. Uh I was trying to learn how to use my conference and actually you have to be able you have I have to call you and uh I would have to have called Karen and you to uh, put you on all at this so all three of us could talk but I'll put you on hold and I'll put her on, okay? And okay, you can and listen then, and then I'll I'll have you chime in. Is well, that okay? How are we both able to all three talk at the same time though? Um well well only if I had called you ahead of time um on the switchboard. See, I would have had to have called you and then I would have had to have called her and then I could have patched you all three of us in. So I thought that I was going to be able to patch all three of us in uh, on my switchboard, but I won't be able to do that. So um, what I'll have to do is bring her on and then put you on hold, and then I'll have you uh, chime in. Is that okay? Sure, whatever works. Uh, uh, I can still listen on on, the. Yeah, you can hear on, you'll hear uh, what we're saying on, on on your end. Oh, on the phone I'll hear you. Yeah, you should okay. be able to hear our, our conversation. Great. Okay, then. All right, I'll be right back with you. Are you an hour show or how long? Yeah, it's an hour. Okay. Okay. Hi, Karen. Yes, good evening, Susan. Yes. James, good e- and yes, good evening to James, James too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he called in. I... I thought I was going to be able to bring all three of us on, but um, 
when I was reading the instructions for doing the uh, a three-way program, I would have had to have had, uh, called you and called James before the show to be able to uh, have us all three talking at once. So I, I'll have you uh, discussing some of the uh, this issue that recently happened after you published your article, Bewitched. Yes. And uh, then I'll have uh, put you on hold, and I'll have James make some comments also, okay? Oh, sure, that's fine. It'll work out. Yeah, it'll work out. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's good to hear you again. God bless you, and thank you for coming on. And um, recently you wrote an article called Bewitched, which is available at your website, Liberty Advocate, and uh, you received a uh, response from uh, the Assemblies of God hierarchy. They seemed like they were a little bit upset with your article. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) Um, I actually received... Yes, go ahead, Susan. So what happened there? Um, I actually received two responses. Um, One from Roger Cotton, who is a professor at the Assemblies of God Theological Seminary in Springfield, and one from Rick Noth, who's the managing editor of the Enrichment Journal, which is a publication for ministers. Um, of the Assemblies of God. Um, And I'll read, the emails are rather short, uh, so I'll read the response to my um, uh, article. The one from Roger Cotton, who works at the Assemblies of God Seminary, says, Your message is one of the most unchristian, unbiblical rants I have ever read. You misinterpret his words, talking about Alton Garrison, almost completely. The worst thing is you judge his heart motives, which Jesus said not to do. You repeatedly say he purposely did simple things with Scripture. You cannot know his heart. You have sinned by saying those things. Have you followed (gasps) Matthew 18 and gone to him to talk out your concerns? Unless you repent and make things right, I ask that you take me off your mailing list. So that's the one from Roger Cotton, Susan. <laughs> oh, my. Right. Wow, you've sinned by exposing <laughs> false doctrine. That's a new one. Uh, well, you notice, uh, Susan, there has to be a word for this or a term, and maybe you know it or maybe James knows it. But, you know, when you um, point out something to somebody, you try to correct them, they come back, and like if you say, you lied, they say, no, you lied. You know, it's yeah. like they parrot. I, I'm not yeah. sure. There's probably a term for that, but it's, you know, like when you when you write articles and you tell people, you know, you've sinned. Oh, no, you sinned. You know, yeah. I didn't follow Matthew 18. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I did, I did get a good laugh out of that because they – it's just like I received a uh, an email I was saying at the uh, top of the program uh, from on my YouTube channel. And one of the the children, uh, the daughter of a famous TV evangelist, emailed uh, made a comment, and she was upset that I had posted a video about her father uh, 
but and she said she was more upset with my video than what her father did, which uh, oh, I, I, it, it, it's kind of like the whole this situation here when you're pointing something out, uh, and they're upset at you for pointing it out. So it's ridiculous. Right. Well, I guess, and another thing that was kind of troubling about this, okay, he works at a seminary. Does he not really understand Matthew 18? <laughs> you know, because this is not a private matter. Uh-huh. So you kind of wonder, oh, you know, I've looked at uh, his biography. He's gone to CBC. You know, he's gone to um, Assemblies of God schools. He has a BA, MD. Um, wow. And PhD and all these degrees wow. and degrees, and he doesn't understand Matthew 18. That's well, a that's pretty amazing. basic, you know. Yeah. That that's not a uh, a scripture of mystery. <laughs> you know, there's no mystery there. <laughs> that's a pretty straightforward, you know, procedure in the Bible. Yeah. Well. So what? Uh, what? Why did he get all stirred up? What was the uh, reason? Um, he's just upset because, um, you know, in my article, I was saying, uh, well, Alton Garrison, who is the Assistant General Superintendent of the Assemblies of God, uh, published in the Assemblies of God Minister's Letter in January of this year, um, an article saying that the church needs to change. And the title of his article was The Case for Change. And in this article... He's arguing that the church needs to adapt worldly methodology um, to grow the church. And and I repeatedly, and I purposely use the word purposely over and over again, you know, to drive home the purpose-driven agenda really behind this article. So Roger Cotton was very upset because I said purposely. You know, you repeatedly say he purposely did simple things with Scripture. Well, he did. He either did it ignorantly or purposely. Now, he's the assistant general superintendent. Now, was he really that ignorant of the Scriptures? You know, or no, he really is not, because the Scriptures that he used in his article, again, they're straightforward Scriptures. So he didn't ignorantly misquote them. He purposely misinterpreted them. Yes. So now you posted the article up on the Internet, or did you send them the article? Well, um, I posted it on the Internet, and then I sent excerpts from my article to the seminary, which I do occasionally. Uh Um, Just um, hopefully, well, it's like a warning to them, and I know the seminary is just corrupted with the purpose-driven, you know, doctrines and everything and you so kind of hope that eventually the, uh, a seminary located it's in springfield uh-huh right so you know, is it, it's a training center for assembly of god ministers yes that's correct mm-hmm. yes wow and uh i have uh, written back and forth to a couple of the professors before about other articles but this is the first time uh, uh, uh mr cotton has written me um, they usually get. I usually get pretty heated emails from the uh, theologians. <laughs> oh. Uh, 
So. Wow. Um, well, that that's amazing though that they responded the way they did. Yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to just bring James on and let him sure, make a few ahead. comments about this. And uh, I'll be right with back with you, Karen. Okay. Well, James, were you able to hear our conversation? Yes, and I, I just f- felt like I was bursting to be able to t- talk, but you would have heard <laughs> what I said. And my wife thinks me being silent part of the time would probably be a, be a good idea. <laughs> Better to uh, remain silent and be thought a fool than open your mouth and remove all doubt. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't but think in Karen's okay. case, I'm glad... She's opened her mouth. And sometimes they think, oh, this person is is so mean and harsh. But what she's really doing is just invoking and employing the same terminology that is used in the scripture to describe these very teachings. And I thought Karen was actually rather tame. Her her follow-up was a little stronger in terms of uh, description of these teachers. Alton Garrison and Rick Warren and, and other people. Uh, well, how are uh, Alton Garrison and Rick Warren tied together? Well, he there was nothing virtually at all original in what Garrison, Alton Garrison, who's the assistant general superintendent of the whole National Assemblies of God, and George Wood is the general superintendent for the whole Assemblies of God for the United States. Uh, it's kind of like president and vice president. It doesn't quite work that way, but uh, whenever, whatever the general superintendent isn't executing, uh, they have the same uh, policies, the same, uh, uh, all of the teachings, the curriculum, and everything is, is already established. So it isn't as though you have the head, George Wood, who has uh, been promoting Rick Warren and invited him to speak at their national convention um, last year, I believe it was. Wow. And it's not as though it, it was a, a new phenomenon that Rick Warren had been already um, matriculated and permeated all the way through the Assemblies of God Church. That had already been established so Alton Garrison just comes along and basically parroted just everything that Rick Warren had been writing on change and transition. Oh. Uh, and so he'd be implementing the, the same policies that George Wood would be. Uh, it's just like you, you have two different people doing the same thing, except you have one that's the general superintendent and one that's assistant. It's sort of like he's assisting the, the general superintendent to ba- basically exercise the same Blueprints. It's not as though he's acting like a rogue independently and all by himself he came out with uh, these ideas about Rick Warren and decided to go and write a letter. Uh, it's just, it's the same. Uh, the, the, and that Enrichment Journal is one of their main journals. Uh, Karen knows about some of the others. Um, there's a few other publications they have. But that's, that's their main one. Yeah. Uh, and it is basically just, uh, like Pravda was, or Svestia for the Soviet Union. It's the, <laughs> it's the, uh, 
mouthpiece for the the propaganda. Yeah, it's the ma- that's what it sounds like. It's the mouthpiece for the propaganda. How how uh, they've uh, strayed away from the purity of God's word and uh, have bowed the knee to this false gospel. It's amazing, really. Really amazing. Well, I- so you've posted a response actually on uh, Karen had written this article, Bewitched, and. Uh, the hierarchy from the Assemblies of God had emailed her, and then you posted a response to uh, their letters, and that's on your website, perfectpeaceplan.com. On the now, you, you've heard back from them? No. Uh, I demolished their strongholds, but I would come to Karen... Pansler's defense, no matter what, she's a great writer, and she, she could write on her own. She doesn't need my help. Um, and she wrote, just wrote a great, demolished the stronghold of Rick, Rick Warren's change. And when Alton Garrison wrote the article that he wrote, he failed to include what people were going to do, uh, what they would do with resistors or anybody that opposed Rick Warren's uh transition and church takeovers and the assemblies got or find ones to talk because church after church they go in and they seize steal their property and their bank account that's another uh, article or actually it's many articles but so that was they were already doing that so they would do birds of a feather fly together so rick warren and assemblies of god are, are are a perfect tag team because the Assemblies of God was already going in and doing this and taking over churches. Uh, so Rick Moran's template uh, fit in, like a, a hand to a glove. Uh, it comes in with the blueprint and how, how to, to take over the churches, how to tr- do the transition. Uh, and Rick Moran would call resistors, uh, 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 leaders from hell. Uh, he'd call them uh, sand ballots, leaders from hell. He'd, he'd call uh, 21st century Christians enemies of the 21st century, fundamentalist Christians. Uh, and so uh, Alton Garrison failed to mention that in his article. He made it sound so glowing, like, what What are we doing? What are we out of our mind? We just can't wait in order to make these changes. Um, <laughs> they made wow. changes all right. Yeah, they uh, made changes. I had change. to come to, to Karen's defense, Uh and yeah, I thought it was wonderful that you did. I said, uh, I, I told Karen, I said, it's great to have a, a brother like James, uh, somebody to come and defend you the way you did. Uh, it was really a, a great defense, too. Well, I, I, I'm happy to be a, a good brother to her, but in, in this, the same week that she's calling me a good brother, I get one letter from these people that are calling me an antichrist, um, another really? letter, another assemblies of God. Um, uh, pastor up in uh, Hillsdale Assembly up in northern um, Wisconsin, um, and she. And before I forget, make sure Karen, when she goes gets back on the line, have her read. Um, she read one of the letters, but she should read the other one. Um, okay, yeah. And when you get her back on, but. I'm going to uh, put her back on in a minute or and two here. Before oh. you do, I'll just. <clears throat> this Assemblies of God 
uh, past, and it's, it's fairly common. It's almost as though they've gone to the same Kool-Aid uh, drinking uh, school. That's what it sounds like. They have they have the same formulas, what to say to people, and uh, had they bothered to check scripture, they would not parrot this the same. She wanted to know the word they use. Parroting would be a good one. Uh, other monkey see, monkey do. Um, the the it's the other is uh, uh, goose stepping. Um, you get my drift? Yeah. Um, is that definitely? It? And so I just point by point uh, addressed everything that they said to her, uh, and they have not responded. Uh, of course, it's only been one day, uh, and but neither of them have responded. Yeah. And so the letter I got from a Pastor Carlson up at Hills, Hillside Assemblies of God, um, he writes me, now you wouldn't even believe this is from a pastor, but uh, and this is independent of them even knowing anything about what happened with Karen Panzler uh, in her article. Um, but he writes, "I don't know how you got my email address, but delete it immediately. Maybe you are not aware that Warren's Church is full of new believers that have been delivered from a host of addictions and devils. How many have you delivered in comparison?" He water baptized 800 in one day. Um, um, how about you? He gives 50% of his income away. How about you? Oh. Maybe you don't understand that it's people like you who don't understand all of the, his creative outreach attempts that give the church a bad name <laughs> in the world's eyes. And then he quotes oh, 17, 20 through 26, which has nothing to do with the issues that we discussed. Wow. Um, so I wrote back, and Karen hasn't even uh, seen this. She'll get it tomorrow. Um, and as usual, my one-page articles turn into ten pages. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but but once again, they, uh, writer. Uh, he doesn't even know his own email is posted right on the front page of his church website, and then he wonders how I get his email. Um, <laughs> and, oh, dear. You just wonder if this is this a skit for Saturday Night Live? Uh, uh, where's Waldo? Um, I know. I, uh, just, I, I had a laugh. I had I had to laugh at, at at some of the comments some of these people these people were saying because they don't care that Rick Warren is is a, you know a heretic basically. So he baptizes people, but. Do, isn't doctrine important? Well, and then when it, someone tried to point it out, and Reverend Moon you're the bad person. In the day, and 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 what are they being baptized into? Uh, the uh, yeah. Rick Warren's New Age gospel, uh, Rick, uh, the uh, uh, Rick Warren's Daniel's Daniel's plan that has New Agers and people that want to hypnotize America. What what gospel are they being baptized into? And then he, he goes on boasting about all these people, and so I quoted all of these scriptures about since when there's being a Christian uh, contest. Uh, uh, and, you know, uh, Noah, uh, how many conversions did he get in, in 120 years of, of preaching? Did the thief on the cross, how many did he convert or baptize? Uh, 
you know, so Paul went into detail. Uh, 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 you know it well. You probably said it on the radio, uh, uh, Susan, that that not of works lest any man boast. And yes, that's, that's he right. really goes on this long list of boasting. Um, yes. May I never boast in anything except Christ crucified. And Amen. He, re- he rebuked the, uh, the the disciples uh, because they were. One was saying, I follow Apollos, someone else says Paul, and on they went, and, and Paul turned around and just cut them right down to the core and and, and hit the roots, and he said, did, uh, did Paul, Apollos, uh, die for your sins? So we should boast nothing but Christ crucified. So I'm just staggered where these people went to seminary or Bible college, where they, uh, what translations they're using to come yeah. up with off-the-wall theology, yeah, um, well, exactly. and, and on and on. I could go. i got ten pages I could go just on this guy. Um, uh, but I wanted to uh, let Karen it's her, uh, 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 talk some more, because I'm, I'm just yes. a caller in. <laughs> all right. Well, I was hoping I could patch you all in, but I found out too late that uh, I would have to, uh, and we'll do it again in the future, I would have to call you before the show, both of you, and, uh, you know, maybe about five minutes before the program, and then I could have all three of us have a roundtable, so. Yeah, well, i got to get you on Skype, um, too. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out. I, for some reason, I can't get it to work. I've signed up and everything, but it's not working, so uh, I, ha- I have to find out about all that. But I'm going to bring Karen on. Can, can you hold on for a few more yeah, minutes? Yeah, I'll, I'll hear the whole show, and I'll just listen now, and, and uh, I can't wait to hear uh, Karen talk some more. Okay. All right, I'm going to put her on now. Thanks, James. You're welcome. All right, Karen. Okay, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to work this switchboard, so... I was a little disappointed because I was hoping that I could have all three of us. Oh, that would have been on. wonderful. That would have been and, great. Would have been uh, like Francis yeah. and Friends, you know? Yeah, <laughs> right. Susan exactly. And yeah, Francis. <laughs> I, I'm amazed that uh, Francis Swaggart has been having uh, lively discussions in the past few weeks about Rick Warren. Yes, she's talked a lot about him. My mom will come out and say, oh, turn on Francis and Friends. She's talking about Rick Warren. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, uh-huh. Wow. So what What did your mom think? Um, really, it's been opening her eyes. I think she's beginning yeah. to see now, you know. That's they've good. been. My mom grew up in a Pentecostal church. Uh, my dad was an Assemblies of God minister, and they they've – just kind of tended to whatever headquarters says is right, it must be true, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think she's did. beginning to see that now. Wow. Uh, of course, she yeah. hears me talk enough about it and my husband, so. Yeah. <laughs> and then we talk about James and what he's written, so little yeah, by little, well, you know. I was, like I said, I, I thought it was wonderful that uh, James came to your defense the way he did, and he, he wrote an excellent, Excellent article, an expose, but he wanted you to read the other letter that you received. Yes, and I, um, I've got it right in front of me. Um, it was, it's from Rick Noth. I'm not sure how he pronounces that. It's K N O T H. He okay. is the managing editor of the Enrichment Journal, and so I sent an excerpt 
as I did to the seminary, I sent one to the email address for the Enrichment Journal. I did not send it to Rick. So I'm not sure really how he got it. Yeah. He wrote an email back to me saying, Karen, I'm offended that you send your rebukes of others to so many people. If you are truly wanting to follow the biblical model for dealing with conflict, please address your concerns directly to Dr. Garrison first and leave me and others off your send list. (laughs) Okay. So, here again, we're dealing with Matthew 18 again. You know, he didn't cite that. He didn't quote that, but we know that's what he's talking about. So here's someone else who doesn't understand Matthew 18, which is really appalling. Yeah, so Uh, why don't you explain to people that are listening exactly what Matthew 18 means and why uh, what they're saying doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, Matthew 18 um, is talking about if your brother offends you, you know, if it's a private offense, uh, it gives the procedure. You know, you go first to your brother um, and talk it over with him, and then if he doesn't repent, you get two or three uh, witnesses, you know, to hear what you have to say and uh, work it out, repentance. And if that doesn't work, then you take it to the church. But that's really a private matter. But um, James can tell you he's written Enrich- Enrichment Journal over the years, several emails, and they've never answered him. Uh, of course, he's written Mr. Garrison, and he never got a response there either. Oh. Uh, now, my uh, so I did write back to Rick, Mr. Noss, and I told him, um, bewitched the article, rebuked Mr. Garrison and all Pentecostals who follow Rick Warren's uh, devilish doctrine of making merchandise of men. It just wasn't to Mr. Garrison. It addressed yeah, him, yeah. but it also addressed all Pentecostals. Yeah. And I mentioned, for example, Jesus did not take aside the hypocritical scribes and Pharisees and rebuke them privately. <laughs> On the contrary, Jesus publicly, publicly condemned the scribes and Pharisees before all Oh, the yeah, he really did. Wow, he told them off. Right, ye serpents, ye generation of yeah. vipers. How can you just escape the damnation of hell? That's pretty strong language. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I, th- I, I think most people just they bypass that scripture because they always say, oh, Jesus was just he was so full of love. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, he was full of love, but he he was about his father's business. He didn't right. mess around. Right. Well, then I got an answer back, and he said, "I respectfully ask you to remove my name from your distribution list, which he wasn't on to begin with. If you fail to do so, I will black mi- blacklist your email address." Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh. Oh, that um, that is really something. That is, that is, that is. That is really something because, okay, so he's saying, in one sense, he's saying, "Ah, oh, Matthew 18." Okay, so he's you've got his attention. So there, there's a chance to there then to uh, open a dialogue, right? And and to get to the heart of the issue, which no, he's just totally turning you off, right? And go away and leave me alone. And like, who are you? You know. Yes, that's correct. 
<laughs> well, I'm, he, hey, he works for headquarters, you know. <laughs> yeah, I they, know. Well, they think they know it all. and. Yeah, well, we work for headquarters, too. That's, that's true, Susan. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's very unprofessional for him to do that because he's totally. not even sending that email from his home email address. That's coming from Springfield. Yeah. You know, and that's from a, a, at ag.org. Uh, I just think that's very unprofessional. And, Susan, you know, you get emails that you don't agree with, and they blast you, and James does too. I don't think we ever write back. I'm going to blacklist your email address if you ever write me another email or, you know, no. if you ever send me one or, uh, you know. No, sometimes I keep, we might block I keep most or, of those comments up on uh, uh, especially on my YouTube page, I mean, and the ones that you know where people are cussing and uh, when they say things that I really don't want to keep up there, but right. they could disagree with me. That's okay. Right, right, right. And I mean, that's just uh, you know, I'm surprised they put their email addresses. Uh, you know, like uh, James is saying, pastors put their email address on their uh, web church website, and then if you send them uh, an email they don't like, they cry like babies. I know. Uh, oh, you well, offended me. <laughs> you hurt my feelings. You know. <laughs> that's a good way. Uh, so uh, if you don't want to get emails, um, I suggest you take your email address off to see if they just want positive reinforcement. Oh, yes, yes. Right. Don't be, Tell me I'm doing a good be, job. Don't be negative now. Right, right. <laughs> Those negative vibrations. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, it's it's a blessing though that God's given us the internet because in, in days gone by, you would have to call these people to get their attention, and of right. course, they would never talk to you on the phone. Oh no! So now no. you have the internet where <laughs> you could take it to the whole world. It, yes, and, it really uh, has been a blessing. It really has been. Yeah, uh, it really has been because there's so many uh, people like us. Pe- people would try to. Uh, they wouldn't invite us to church to preach, or they're oh, not no. going to invite us uh, on you know so-called Christian television to be interviewed. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it has been a so, blessing. Uh, but we can't be stopped. No, no. No, the true gospel will go forth, and uh, we thank God that he uses the foolishness of preaching, and uh, we make ourselves available to defend the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ because it's meant so much to us. And it should to these men also that uh, they should keep an open mind to be able to accept correction and rebuke uh, just like any of us should. That's correct. And they shouldn't be so offended, like you said, to cry like babies mm-hmm. when they're grown men. Right. So, But uh, anyway, give us a few points of, of your article, um, Bewitched. What caused them to be so upset with your article? Well, basically because I'm denouncing Rick Warren. You know, I'm refuting everything he's saying, um, especially when I argue that uh, Garrison is actually arguing 
um, mar- using marketing strategies. He's u- he's really making merchandise of men, which of course you know the Bible says uh, in Second Peter, you know there are false prophets, and through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise yes. of you. Yes. And that's exactly what the Assemblies of God is doing by using marketing terminology and strategy. You know, they're saying, well, Garrison, he has good intent. He has good motives. He's just trying to bring people into the church. And you have to be creative. Well, oh. I don't really see that in the Bible. And they never give No, I don't either. I, I, it was the word of God that drew me to Jesus. It wasn't a, a creative marketing plan that the church had put together. It's like, what's wrong with the word of God? That's true. And, and as you said earlier, it's through the foolishness of preaching. Yeah. Uh, not through the different, um, well, they, uh, one of their, well, here's what um, Garrison has said. In fact, he was so proud of it, they put it right there in the middle, you know, highlighted it. The word determines the substance of our message, but the world influences the style of our methodology. Oh. So he's saying you can have different kinds of churches. You can have uh, one church might have traditional worship, one might be contemporary, another country, and a, still another rock and roll. Wow. So it's it's really marketing. You're marketing for specific audiences. Yeah. You know, and how can you not see that? How can you say you're accusing him of making merchandise of men? Well, you don't know what he's doing. Well, he's got it written right there. He's using yeah. terminology. And, in fact, he even talks about um, the early church saying that uh, among one of the things they did, they changed their leadership to target uh, they changed their target audience to include Gentiles. He uses that specific phrase, target audience. They changed their wow. target audience. That's how they built the early church, by <gasps> targeting their audience. I mean, that's what oh, Pearson says. Huh. Wow. And, of course, that's you know, great. Susan, that was part of God's plan all along. It was not a yes. marketing strategy. No. No, I, I don't think the uh, apostles were thinking about, let's see, how can we target mm-hmm. this group of people and make disciples? It, that, it, that's just ridiculous. Right, that's right. Ridiculous. What, what have we come to? I what know. have we come to? when It's so simple, the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's more than enough uh, to change the heart of a person. And uh, they're spending, wasting time and and spending probably millions of dollars on these marketing strategies, and it's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. But what are some of the other um, points in your article that upset these people so much? Well, of course, I'm talking about uh, that the church must be sanctified. It should not be part of the world. Uh, You know, the church is the bride of Christ. Right. Doesn't the Bible say that we are in the world, but we're not of the world? Right, right. Yeah. And, um, in fact, there are are a lot of scriptures that talk about being separated from the world. Yes. um, Like uh, ye adulterers and adulteresses, 
Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Yes. Whoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Yes. Now how can you marry? They're trying to marry the carnal and the spiritual. Yes. But you can't do that because the church must remain pure. Yes. And the Bible says we receive not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Yes. And uh, so um, there are just so many scriptures. Um, And he talks about the church being biblically grounded and culturally savvy. It has to be culturally savvy. Yeah. And he claims, and uh, others have claimed that, well, the early church used these strategies. They used methodology uh, like the Assemblies of God is using. You have to be creative, they say. You have to think out of the box. Yes. Well, I think they're thinking out of the box. Don't put God in the box. They say that. I hear that so much. Don't put God. Like, who who are you? Right, right, right. (laughs) To think that you can put God Almighty himself. In a box, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. This, is, but it's it's see how things have changed because you you yourself growing up in the home of an Assembly of God pastor, it wasn't like this before. No. Well, and we, you know, in the past, Susan, most of the churches were very similar. You'd probably feel at home in every single one. Yeah, you did. Yeah. There was a unity. Yes, and those hymns was. and spiritual songs, and yes. that they unified you as the body of Christ, and that was you you shared that sacred Christian culture. Yes. And yes. now, if I went to a cowboy church, I just wouldn't feel at home. There would be no yes. unity between the two of us. So the Bible talks about being like-minded and of one spirit, one mind, one accord. The Bible talks about unity, and the Assembly of God keeps talking about diversity. We have to have diversity. Yes. But as you it's know, the really, really has divided many churches. You know, well, he has split I up a lot I find it amazing that he was the guest speaker at their annual convention. Mm-hmm. That is really something, that they would inv- yeah. have invited him. Well, it's my understanding that uh, he and um, George Wood are friends, and or at least George Wood wants to be his friend. Yeah. Um, and I heard somebody say recently, you know, it's very appealing to uh, pastors and ministers and church leaders. They want to sit on the platform with important people. Yeah. You know, that really, it's that worldliness. It's being that that influence and I know so-and-so. Yes, yeah. You know, that really yeah, appeals to them. That. And they'll sell out the church. They'll They'll even sell their own soul to be able to sit on the platform with Rick Warren. Oh, yes, it's politics. Right. We're not called to be politicians. <laughs> right, right. Because especially as Christians, we know that we can't please all the people no. all the time. And uh, you can't. You can't be a people pleaser. We we just have to be a God pleaser. But it's really changed so much. I know what you're saying, that when you would go to different Assembly of God churches, you would feel right at home. Right. And, uh, but I noticed myself over the years when I would uh, attend different Assembly of God churches how the worship services had changed. It wasn't worship anymore, it was entertainment. That's true. And uh, also, then the pastors 
changed the way they dressed. Mm-hmm. Everything became very casual, and um, it, it, the preaching was different. Uh, they didn't want to preach about sin as much, and uh, we had to make people. They have to make people feel good. But uh, it's a it's a social gospel. It's become a social gospel, and uh, but God does have people, and I, I'm so blessed to see it that God has wonderful people that do care yeah. about the gospel of Jesus Christ and want to stand on the word and uh, help people to come out of this deception, because eventually. Uh, They'll become so deceived that they could lose their faith. That's true. Yes. And, so and I what guess are that's why people of? like James and I and yourself we keep warning people. Yeah. Uh, frankly, before I wrote this, I had never intended to write another article about the assemblies of God because they're just—I uh, don't know—they might be reprobate by now. But when I saw this and how he misinterpreted oh, yeah. the scripture. It's like, no, Karen, you have to say something about how they're misinterpreting the scriptures. They're corrupting the word of God. They're purposely deceiving people. Again, now I'm not sure why he wrote this article at this time, because they've been pushing Rick Warren for a long time. So why he's just now presenting his case for change, I don't know. But um, So the Lord let me, like, you know you have to address this letter, Karen. You can't let that go by. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was really wonderful that you did it, and uh, it's a great letter, and also James, his reply, and his yes. defense of you. Uh, yes, and I really was, appreciate him doing that. He is a dear brother in the Lord, and he always yes. quotes scripture to support his arguments, which yes. is what uh, corrupt uh, church leadership does not do. They don't quote scripture; they no. quote it, they misquote it. Right. Uh, it's. Um, I'm just going to bring him on here for a few yeah. more minutes, and then uh, I'll bring you on to close the program, okay? okay? Okay, thank you. Well, James, what I, is your... Hi, Karen. Um, I'm just enjoying yeah. <laughs> I can see you two talk all night long. It's just wonderful. It's just uh, how sweet it is to dwell in the presence of the... Well, brethren and cistern, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is, it is, it is wonderful. But it's the thing that blesses me so much is that how we have fellowship together and how like minded we are because we love the Lord. Uh we're not afraid to be confronted and uh we address try to address the issues and uh if one of us makes a mistake, we can be corrected. That's okay. You don't have to get upset with people where uh, they're telling you we're blacklisting you and don't write me any more letters and and just uh, go away. But we're not going away. We're not going away. I, I, I wrote this Pastor Carlson, this Assemblies of God, uh, who was tried to block me and censor me from responding the way the same thing that happened with Karen. Uh, uh, and so I wrote him and I said, I will honor your request to to be deleted from uh, my mailing list. Uh, but if I'm the one in the wrong and I'm not repenting after your rebuke, then you are required to tell the whole church. 
which I invite you to do so long as you give my complete response and testimony, not just ask me to delete you. Um, yeah. And then I ask, what scripture did you get that from? Um, the thing is, is they don't have the scripture. Uh, so, no. um And I have a disclaimer on, I'm now putting on everything, and my wife encouraged me to do that, and I'm, I'm grateful to her for, for doing that, where we, we state that if there's anything we've, We've published or stated that is false. Uh, we have an open door. Uh, make your case. Yeah. You can it um, biblically. I'll be the first to repent, and if it's I've broadcast it, I will get on the air and uh, make things right. Because I will, if I don't, I will have ended up stumbling perhaps thousands of people by not uh, setting the record straight and repenting for when I was wrong. But I just ask them make your case. But after 15, 20 years, I'm still appealing for them to make their case, and they haven't made their case. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, it it because they have to hide what they're trying to hide what they're doing. But you can't hide what you can't hide what you're doing. People know. People that have Bibles know what you're doing. And what's embarrassing, um, Susan, is is that. Oftentimes, the world uh, is more straightforward with what they, in fact, are teaching. They will they will admit that this uh, personality profiling was derived from Carl Jung. They will admit yeah. that it's based on evolution, astrology, um, the occultic teachings, and the yin and the yang and the astrology. Um, and uh, and yet here we have. That's even more senior to um, uh, the Mr. Uh, Knopf, uh, who uh, was one of the people that retaliated to to Karen. Um, Gary Allen uh, uh, wrote a piece promoting disc personality temperament uh, divination, uh, but the Assemblies of God don't promote just disc. They promote shape, which is Rick Warren's version, MBTI, Myers-Briggs Temperament Indicator, Ken Vosch, who uses BP, BVP, and BPS, and they're all foundationally based on Carl Jung's magic arts. Now, here you have, he's the top wow. person for the Enrichment Journal of the Assemblies of God, and he's promoting all of these uh, systems uh, that are based on the occult. Uh, the occult. Um, and again, in, in confronting them, and you won't even believe this. Here he is, uh, Gary Allen. He's he's the executive editor. He's uh, right above uh, uh, Mr. K- uh, Rick Knopf, who was uh, we addressed and responded, retaliated to Karen. Um, well, the the disc profiling and and there's uh, uh, Martin Bobkin did a great book exposing how they use these personality profiles. To uh, they force the employees and credential holders, missionaries, uh, they have to take these tests and they won't even place them without doing it. And then Rick, and then to become members in Rick Warren Church, you've got to take these these tests. It's one thing to f- do be a false teacher about these tests. It's, it may take it to a whole other level by compelling them to take these profiles. And the, the disc, which is the one that Gary Allen, the head of uh, Enrichment Journal, um, he even admitted that, that uh, it was devised uh, by uh, 
uh, William Marsden. But you know who William Marsden is? He's the guy that that conceived of the uh, Wonder Woman comic books strips. Oh no! And Wonder Woman is based on, and he wrote the Wonder Woman to to have this power female uh, idea to balance the the, the male female, the, the man being the superpower guy, and the and so he's going to balance this more with the woman being a super powerful person, and so he had this whole comic strip. This Wonder Woman, we all remember it from being a kid. But imagine the head, one of the top people in the Assemblies of the God. I and mean, he's not just the only one. They're all over the country, the Assemblies of God, promoting this. Uh, getting your um, counsel, getting your uh, calling from the Lord your, to where you're going to be sent out as a missionary, uh, and, and, and you go for the wisdom of this world, or worse, uh, you get your your direction and your uh, for their Lord from a comic book hero. Wow. Um, that's how tragic and how free fall they are in apostasy. So um, Karen Pans is right on. Be sure to mention or have her tell you when you, she closes for you, with you, um, uh, her website. I have a link to her article on my uh, website. It's the very beginning of the article. Uh, in my, so in my response to her article and my defense of her is on the articles page on perfectpeaceplan.com. But be sure to have her and you close off with uh, telling her where, where the, your listeners can read her, her article. And she, I've written two books on Rick Warren, and she, and I first uh, admired her writing before I ever knew her, how she had uh, dismantled and demolished that stronghold of Rick Warren's teachings long before this encounter in, in confronting Alton Garrison. Uh, and so she, she just did a masterful job in articles. Be sure to uh, to have people, uh, your listeners, know where they can uh, read about her account. But anyway, my, my hat's off to you for having her as a guest and uh, having Karen, and, and God bless you both mightily. Yes, thank you, James. And uh, I hope we can do it again. And uh, like I said, I have to call you about five minutes before we go on the air, uh, and then I can patch us all in and we can have a, a, a discussion all together. So I'd like to do that again super. in the future, okay? I want to thank you so much for coming on tonight. You're and, welcome. Uh, we'll be in touch. I can't thank wait you. till the next show. Yes, amen. Me too. Me too. Thank you. God bless, God bless, to bless you, Karen. Too. Yes, thank you. All right, Karen, so we're back, and uh, I want to uh, be able for people to uh, know about your website, Liberty Advocate. How did you come up with that name? Uh, Through much prayer, actually, and I'm not exactly sure why at the end I called it that, but, um, of course, Jesus is our advocate, and Liberty... Um, of course, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Yes, and that's amen. what the gospel is all about, liberty. So I'm yes. advocating liberty through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. He He is the liberty giver. Right, right. <laughs> we know that we have experienced his liberty. And uh, it, it, it's a terrible thing as we grow in the Lord, uh, especially when we're babes. And uh, we become enamored with 
pastors and teachers and we admire them and sometimes we put our trust in man and and then we're so rudely disappointed because uh they disappoint us but the bible does say cursed is the man that puts his trust in man so uh we know that we have one savior one advocate with the father the lord jesus christ and it, it's such a blessing but uh your work, your articles, and your work for the Lord and, and for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's a wonderful thing. Now, in closing, what are some of the other points that you brought out in your article, Bewitched, that so upset these uh, some of the people from the hierarchy of the Assemblies of God? Well, I think one of the things, Susan, is that Rick Warren's purpose-driven um, strategies in that really are replacing the work of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Rick Warren is giving the glory to the growth of the church to himself and to men. You know, the glory goes to us, just like the email James received. How many have you baptized? Rick Warren yes. about this. How many have you saved? It's all about man. But yes. we know... It's the Holy Spirit that grows the church because yes. man is saved through the preaching of the word. You know, the spirit quick quickens his heart, you know. And um, so the true church is not built by the wisdom of man, but by the power of God. So, um, unfortunately, all these strategies, marketing strategies that they are trying to use in the church are replacing true evangelism. Yes. You know, that's and that's the part, you know, it's the word we don't want to offend anybody. Let's let's um uh the scripture I call it scriptural evolution, you know, let's modernize and um make the scripture less harsh. Let's just yes. talk nice things to people. Yes. <laughs> so let's give them a pleasant gospel, a false gospel, let's give them music they want. Um, and they don't really uh, reach out to people through true evangelism, and they don't preach the true word of God. And I did, at the end, tell them to repent that I said, Oh, foolish uh, Alton Garrison, Rick Warren has bewitched you. Oh, foolish Pentecostals, Rick Warren has bewitched you. And unfortunately, the scriptures tell us that these men, um, their sentence is already, God's already given them their sentence, which is damnation. Yes. For these men who make merchandise, uh, for these church leaders who make merchandise of men. And my last word to them is repent. Yes. And they don't yes. like that. You know, like, oh, you can't tell me I'm damned. Well, I'm not telling them that. That's what the Bible says, damnation to yes. those who make merchandise of men. Wow. That's and a that's strong serious word. And sad. And it's, it grieves your spirit to think these church leaders, they know better. You know you know they know. They're not doing it through ignorance. They couldn't be. It's purposeful, and they're leading people astray into these false gospels, uh, devilish doctrines. And unfortunately for these church leaders, that's their sentence, damnation. And that's what we have to warn them about. Yes. It's a, it's a, a strong rebuke, but it is a serious matter, especially when you're dealing with people's eternal salvation. 
and uh, their eternal destiny. We don't take it lightly, and we don't take the price that the Lord Jesus Christ paid for us lightly. None of us can forget his um, when we were born again and how we first fell in love with him. And we fell in love with his word and what it meant to us. And then to see how uh, men and women have taken it and merchandised it. And it's a a sad thing. It's a sad state of affairs that we see today. But I'm also very grateful for the people that God has raised up that aren't afraid because we don't preach for offerings. That's Uh, true. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, we don't preach for invitations. Uh, we make our own invitation. Thank right. you, Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, a- anyway, um, your website is libertyadvocate.com, and uh, I definitely do uh, want to uh, have you back on, Karen. I, I really did enjoy it. It really was uplifting for me. Very well, uplifting to well, hear what you, so you had for to say. Me on, Susan. I really appreciate it. And it was nice to have James chime in, too. Yeah, and I want to do it again real soon. I'm I'm going to uh, be expanding the radio broadcast in the next few months, so uh, I wanted to do more... Uh, roundtable discussions and bring uh, one or two people, even you know, three or four on at a time. And I'm just learning. Now I, now I know how to work my switchboard where I can uh, call you and call James about five minutes before the program, and uh, then we can all be on together. That's how this switchboard works. But I definitely want to do it again because there's so many topics that you have on your website that you've spent so much time researching and uh, these things need to be talked about and there there is an audience so people are listening and uh it, it's like my my one brother TJ from Tur- Church Folk Revolution he says it's time for a revolution no more we've had enough <laughs> absolutely absolutely and I said, that's it we've had enough <laughs> enough and, is uh, enough <laughs> Yeah, it's enough and it's enough already. And uh, <laughs> just bring back that simple gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and His saving power. And it's the Word of God that washes people. And, and, and the old things pass away. The and uh, behold, you you become a new creation. So uh, we don't need marketing strategies and and psychology and all these things. When we have God's word, and we know that's more than enough, hallelujah. Amen. So uh, thank you again, Karen, and God bless you. And for my listeners out there, please go to Karen's website, Liberty Advocate, and she has posted her article, Bewitched, and the letters that she's received from uh, the Assembly of God hierarchy uh, uh, rebuking her for uh, telling the truth. Now that's strange. <laughs> that was strange. But uh, also, you can go to uh, James Sunquist's website, perfectpeaceplan.com. He's posted a response 
and uh, you can read the whole story there, and it's really an amazing story. So uh, anyway, Karen, I'll be in touch with you. I, I will be calling you in the next few days, okay? Okay, Susan, and thank you so much, and thank you, James. I really enjoyed yes. it. Yes, yes, and thank you. I enjoyed it, too. God bless. Yes, good night. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight, and we want you to know that uh, the Lord Jesus Christ loves you. He's a Savior. He's a healer. He's a deliverer, and he has good news for you tonight. You uh, can have a new life in Jesus Christ. He's real, and he does love you. He does love you. He will never leave you or desert you. He is our advocate. He is our attorney. He is the one that pleads our case, and uh, we thank him for his many blessings and for his love. Jesus Christ is real. God is real. And you can have salvation. You can ask Jesus Christ to come into your life tonight and be your Lord and Savior and repent of your sins. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But there is a Savior. He does save. He does heal. He does deliver. He does all of that. And it's it's a miracle. It's a supernatural event, being born again, born by the born of the Spirit of God, and His Spirit comes and lives inside of you, and you will have a new life. That is a guarantee. So ask Jesus to come into your life tonight. Give your life to Him and experience that joy and peace that passes all understanding. Hallelujah. So I'm going to be signing off tonight, and uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Stay rooted and grounded in the Word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above Oh, I'm going to a city And it's set on a hill And someday I'll be in heaven And there'll be no sorrow there Oh, I'm going to a city It lies four square The gates are made of jasper And I'll see Jesus there I'm going to a city on a hill And someday I'll be in heaven And there'll be no sorrow there
and it's dead on a hill And someday I'll be in heaven And there'll be no sorrow there And someday I'll be in heaven And there'll be no sorrow there 